Last year, in the summer of 2020, this podcast started from something natural, conversation. Two friends with similar interests would meet up, hang out, and watch anything related to true crime. True crime staples like Netflix's Making a Murderer and HBO's Paradise Lost would play on while the two would discuss the unbelievable but true twists and turns depicted. The term discuss is doing a lot of heavy lifting here. Debates occurred as well over everything, actions or inactions of the investigators, of the accused, of witnesses, anyone involved in the investigation or judicial process. You name it, it was argued over. But like a lot of other true crime fans, in any case they watched, both thought at some point, maybe earnestly and naively, what would we have done? How would we have conducted the investigation? Could we solve the mystery? Armchair detectives, to be sure, but underneath it all was one thing, awareness. For these two, true crime had made them aware, more than ever, of a world of injustice and matters left unsolved. Mysteries were out there, sometimes with pieces of a puzzle just waiting to be found, sometimes with pieces of a puzzle found, but never followed up upon by those whose job it was to care. Like so many other true crime fans, the awareness of these cases led to thoughts and theories, their attempts at trying to fill in those missing pieces of the puzzle. The two friends, in the midst of conversation, agreed Sometimes a good theory is just as helpful as a good lead, especially when it's based as much as possible on the known facts of a case. An insight into a suspect's behavior or an observation about a piece of evidence left behind at a crime scene can be the switch that shines a new light on a case for an investigator, whether they be an amateur or a professional. In their own way, the two hoped that by bringing about awareness of these mysteries and their own theories regarding them, perhaps others would be inspired as well to assist in the search for truth. And with a little prodding, one friend convinced the other. To do all this, they needed to start a podcast. From somewhere in Massachusetts, we are your hosts. I'm Catherine Duvall. I'm Brandon McCown. And this is the end of season one of True Enough. Here we are at the end of our first season. We wanted to thank all of our listeners and chat a bit about what we've covered this season. Our first episode was about the murder of Martha Moxley. I still stand by my conclusion that I think Skagel did it. Unfortunately, Skagel's conviction was overturned and it was later determined that there wasn't enough evidence for a new trial. Very disappointed in the outcome for Martha Moxley. There apparently won't be any justice for Martha. Yeah, it's our, it, it was our pilot episode and I stand by my theory as well. Uh, and while the episode I think was very vanilla in format, there was, there was no ornate intro or, or outro or, or music. I think overall as an episode, uh, I think we did a good job at conveying what our podcast would be about going forward. I agree. I agree. It was, that was our very first podcast ever. Um, and I think that it was, you know, it was the first time either one of us had done that. We've learned a great deal since then. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, I mean, again, there was, there was no music, nothing fancy. We had no intro, no outro, no nothing. So, but I think it was well done. I think it was well done. Our next episode was the Skelton brothers. No new updates here. John Skelton is still in prison for kidnapping the boys. 
And he was denied parole a bit ago, but that's pretty much it for developments. I still think he knows what happened to the boys, and he's playing it dumb like a fox to avoid a murder charge and the death penalty. I agree. I agree. Of course, he's not going to say that he killed them. He doesn't want to go to jail for or have that added on, of course. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Our next episode was the Bridgewater Triangle. I still find the lack of evidence very disappointing there. In our next season, we're going to try to do some firsthand investigation down there. Yes, I would definitely like to take a walk around Hockamock Swamp at night. After Bridgewater, we covered the Tupesock killings, and I feel that was a little bit disappointing as well. I wouldn't say it's our worst episode of this season, but, really? I, I, but I would say it's the thinnest. Yes. While we didn't have a lot of details for this case initially, I think we both thought that we'd find more through our research, and we were wrong. Yes. Between the both of us, we could barely make an informed theory for the facts we could gather, but I'm glad we made the attempt. It's definitely a case that needs more attention. I agree. I agree. Definitely. Definitely. Next, we uh, we covered the uh, murders of Lacey and Connor Peterson. The matter of the death penalty was sent back to court, and now that portion has actually been dropped by the prosecution. So Scott will not face the death penalty. If you remember, the issue was brought about because the previous judge excluded potential jurors who were opposed to the death penalty, which sent the case back to the penalty phase and back to court. I like the format we did for the discussion portion of this episode. It was a Q&A we had with each other about certain facts of the case, and I think it was a good way to do it since it was such an expansive case with lots of developments over many years. I agree, and that was really the first case that we had very differing opinions about what we thought happened uh, and things like that, which I think our, our listeners probably enjoyed because it's it's more fun when we don't yeah, agree. <laughs> exactly. We could challenge each other in our, yes. our assumptions and our, yes, our beliefs. I agree. Uh, next was the case of the death of Elisa Lamb. An interesting documentary came out after we did our research where it was revealed that the top hatch of the water tank where her body was found was actually open. But even still, our assessment of her accidental drowning was actually correct. Yes, I feel like my theory turned out mostly correct on that one, not to toot my own horn, of course. We then covered the disappearance of Maura Murray. This case still really bothers me. Um, there's a lot more to this case. And in a bonus episode, listeners, you will hear from Julie Murray, Maura's sister, regarding the disappearance and some of the questions that are still out there. I'm absolutely looking forward to that. Uh, I had a couple questions for her that you were able to ask her, Kate, and she, she answered. From the rough cut interview that I've heard, she's absolutely a wonderful person. And I'm glad she was able to spend some time with us to discuss seeking justice and answers about her sister. Me too. Loved her. She's fantastic. And I just, we, we may also do a follow-up episode next season um, about Mora um, and some continued questions and our own investigations. And it just, um, I mean, after speaking with Julie, I really, even more now the case bothers me that there has not been any justice for Mora and even her body has not been found yet. So our next case was the Gardner Museum heist. I still believe it was Bobby Donati who actually pulled off the heist. And likely the artwork was either destroyed or is in museum storage. I know there was a miniseries about this case that recently dropped on Netflix. And in light of some points discussed in the series, I'd be open to doing a bonus episode revisiting the case. Yeah, maybe. 
the Kenny Cabin murders uh, was our next case and pretty much our most gruesome uh, where you had some really great insight. Uh, but other than that, I don't think there have been any updates there. Yes, I think having a good portion of case documents available, like the crime scene report, autopsy reports, and the witness statements, uh, allowed us to take probably our deepest dive yet. Uh, and I think right behind our Maura Murray episode, this may be our next best episode of this season. Agreed. And lastly, our very disappointing Spider-Gate Cemetery investigation, where the only exciting thing that happened was when you parked in a pricker bush and I got stuck in it. <laughs> I did enjoy the Quaker history there but I was a little disappointed in the actual investigation and I still have a scar on my arm from the Frigga brush. I'm just saying. <laughs> As one of the two paranormal episodes we did this season, this was definitely the weaker of the two, I think. Uh, and when we do these episodes, I still quote unquote want to believe. Oh, me too. Uh, I hope for season two that we do come across some paranormal case with some strong evidence of something that we can't explain. And I would urge all of our local listeners in New England, if you know of a paranormal spot, please email us. We're happy to go and investigate. I really feel like we had a very well-rounded season and we kept to our mission, which is to research and let the evidence take us where it leads, not about gossip or hearsay. Agreed. It was definitely a, 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 a ongoing developmental process from the first episode to this one even. And uh, I'm glad that we are where we're at right now. I am too. Now for next season, we are going to cover Molly Bish, the Smiley Face Murders, Andy Puglisi, the Jennings Eight, Ben McDaniel, Craig Alaska, Bridgewater Triangle Actual Investigation on site, uh, Chandra Levy, the Eastbound Strangler, and a bunch more. So we're, we're still trying to come up with a, play, a couple of other paranormal um, venues to investigate. Uh, so stay tuned for those. We want to thank all of our listeners and assure them that we will continue to hunt down leads and bring you accurate information about all of our cases. So as we close this episode and this season, we want to take this moment to thank our listeners. Whether you've listened to one episode or the entire season up through now, each and every one of you are a large part of why we do this. When Kate and I started this podcast, we honestly weren't sure exactly what our mission was. We knew generally that we wanted to raise awareness about true crime, mysteries, solved and unsolved, and from time to time, we'd also cover the paranormal. It's something we said at the beginning of this season and at the start of each episode. But when we started, we were new to this and we knew it, and you probably figured it out too. As you probably noticed as well, throughout each of the episodes of this season, we experimented a lot. Uh, with format, music, recording quality, microphones, and some experiments worked. And some didn't. But it was all in pursuit of our personal goal when producing this podcast, to make each episode better than the last. And throughout it all, besides finding ways to produce a better podcast, we eventually found something else. Our true mission. During the production of each episode, as we did our research, we routinely came across sources of, let's say, conjecture which I like to call bullshit. Or that, yes. <laughs> but what we found more troubling was that these sources were the basis for others to make wild accusations or raise cynical doubts about known facts in a case. Brandon and I both agreed, while in each episode we offered our own theories, we wanted to be different. In the cases we cover, we take to heart that real people, not characters, are involved. 
Victims with loved ones who share in their tragedy every day. Individuals accused or convicted that must live with the knowledge of their guilt or continue to fight for their innocence. And witnesses to events they know to have seen but cannot explain. For each episode, informing and discussing our theories, we will always attempt to ground our theories in known facts and not baseless conjecture. Like we said before, a good theory can be just as helpful as it could lead. And we hope that by taking this journey with us, by hearing about these cases and our theories, you will be inspired as well to assist in the search for truth. This is our mission. This is who we are. And this is true enough. This ends this episode of True Enough. This episode was produced, written, and edited by your co-hosts, Catherine Duvall and Brandon McCowan. Thanks go out to our sources, which are listed in our show notes. True Enough is created by us and distributed through Anchor. You can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash true-enough. From there, you can message us, or you can now email us at trueenoughnation at gmail.com. So please send us your questions, thoughts, opinions, and hate mail about any of our episodes. Also, please subscribe to us in whichever podcast app you like, so you don't miss our next episode, where we try to determine what is true enough to be believed.